0: It is 11.07. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Chuck Todd in the news. Uh, this is a, It's an interesting uh, conversation you had with Jim Jordan. Uh, we'll kind of take that apart in a little bit. Uh, we keep telling you about how stupid these battery-powered cars are. Uh, one of the major uh, auto manufacturers is really upset. I can't remember if it was the guy from Toyota. Uh, but uh, he says the government shouldn't be forcing uh, everybody to go to battery-powered cars. But then there's this piece in the Daily Mail uh, that I thought was, well, indicative of where we're going. Uh, they start off saying that for years, big tech companies like Apple and Tesla have assured customers their uh, glossy stores uh, that the the goods are all ethically sourced and sold. But a new series of images taken from inside mines in the Democratic Republic of Congo, and this is where 90... Get it? 90% of the world's cobalt is mined and used to make batteries that power our tech lives. It is a chemical element found in almost every tech gadget that uses a lithium-powered battery. This would be smartphones, tablets, laptops. They all use a few grams of just a few grams. But do you know how much your electric vehicle requires? Ten kilograms. Kilo. Isn't that a thousand, Brian? Kilo. I think it is, yeah. Yes. Ten thousand. That's ten kilograms to for your battery-powered car. And these uh, photographs they've got of these mines... Uh, There are women with babies and little kids, and they're being paid something like $2 a day to mine cobalt for your battery-powered car. Barefoot children covered in chemicals, endlessly smashing open rocks for $2 a day. Exhausted new mothers with their babies strapped to them. ...sifting through the nets of rocks... ...in the hopes of finding the precious cobalt. Isn't fighting global warming worth it, though? Really? No, well, um, not to them. Maybe to you and me, but certainly not to them. <laughs> this is a, a very dangerous uh, chemical... ...or a, a mineral to be going after. Um, this, is, this is an incredible injustice... So, I'm, I've come to a conclusion about these uh, people who are so opposed to gasoline, in, you know, internal combustion engines. They should also be opposed to battery-powered vehicles. That means they should be riding their bicycles to the next protest. That means they shouldn't have laptop computers. They shouldn't have iPhones or iPads. Uh, They shouldn't have any kind of smartphone or cell phone at all. They need to give up the
1: Internet. You want them to walk the walk? Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to do that. But wait, there's more. The only
0: heat or electricity they should have in their homes should be from pedal-powered generators... That they themselves control. They should be sitting on their sofas with little battery power, with a little uh, 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 foot-powered generator, and they should be like walking, you know, like a bicycle. It should be generating electricity that way, and they shouldn't have a battery that uses cobalt. Maybe they could use lead acid, but but no cobalt batteries to store that electricity. That's how they should live. They should get a taste of what they're asking for. Idiots. I mean, morons. Do, by the way, have you seen that commercial, Brian? Uh, I think I saw it yesterday during the football game. Where some oil company says, you know, here's what life would be like without oil. No, I haven't the, seen that. The the tires disappear on the car. Uh, all kinds of things disappear that, that are made with oil and the message is you know, be careful what you ask for I'm really surprised they allowed that to run yeah, you would have thought somebody would have uh, protested that but uh, they managed to get it through and I saw it I, it was yesterday I saw it I, I was like, wow, look at that, that is brilliant uh, let me go get Mike on
2: the line, Mike, good morning, how are you? I'm great uh, it sounds to me like what they need over there in the Congo is a minimum wage. Oh, yeah, that, that'll make it better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> call Bernie. Yeah, call Bernie. Call, you know, get, get all these um, uh, American progressives to get over there and help them set up a minimum wage, and everything will be all better.
0: If not, they should themselves go mine the Cobalt.
2: Yeah. Since they
0: don't yeah, want exactly. you and me to have uh, uh, anything but battery-powered cars. Uh, right. thank you Very good point, Mike Take care Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show Speaking to DailyMail.com Ahead of its release Kara and adjunct lecturer at Harvard Kennedy uh, School of Government Said his research proves that The confident assurances of big tech Can't be trusted There are hundreds of thousands of the poorest people On the planet mining for cobalt The moral clock has been dialed back to colonial times. They're doing it for just $2 a day. And for them, it's the difference between whether or not they eat that day so they don't have the option of saying no. The sudden demand for the eco-friendly vehicles, ironically driven by environmentally conscious, is having a catastrophic effect in Congo. It's supposed to be a green choice, Getting an EV. Well, it's not green for everybody. Coupled with the immediate problems of uh, overpopulated, underregulated mines is the added danger of cobalt's toxicity. What? We should worry about toxicity with cobalt? No. It's just that we're not burning oil. What do we care? A prolonged exposure... Can lead to lung disease, deafness, uh, among other things, according to uh, Kara, who has spent years in the Congo researching the subject, birth defects and various forms of cancer. So if you can't have battery-powered cars, if you can't have lithium, you can't have the the cobalt, and you can't burn oil, you are pretty much stuck with a little pedal-powered generator. That's, that's all you can have. I, I, uh, I, almost, I almost rejoice at the possibility that they could live the life they've been preaching. I mean, these are kids. They're kids. They're unprotected. But, oh, we got to have that cobalt. And, and, you know, to the caller's comment about minimum wage, if they raise the wages... And put in place all of those safety concerns about mining for cobalt, then the cost of mining for cobalt, which is already not inexpensive, would become expensive uh, or more expensive. And the result would be your battery-powered cars, which are already pretty costly, would actually be outrageously expensive. Can you imagine Brian if they went into those mines uh and gave everybody uh you know uh ventilators uh, that that uh, give them clean air and uh clothing that uh, that uh, the you know the dust and the mineral can't get on them uh then they pay them 8 10 dollars an hour can you <laughs> imagine what the cost of cobalt would be oh my god and then imagine how much of
1: it you need for a car I can't believe that they think that this trade-off is going to be beneficial to mankind. How, how, how do they conclude that, possibly? I don't know. I don't know how they expect to live
0: without the advances made by using
1: oil. Yeah. I, 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 mean, don't, I don't know how they expect to live. And they want to make this transition immediately. You know, they, it's there's no bridge. We're just going to everybody switch to electric cars now. Yeah, we're not even going to I mean, usually buy one. if you make such a big leap from one technology to the other, you have a bridge, you know, like I might be interested in a hybrid vehicle, one that has battery and gas. That way if I run out of gas, I can go to battery until I have time to, I mean, that would make sense. Well, how but about But they're this? not even doing that. How about this? Because I care about the environment, I won't buy
0: a battery-powered car. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. There's one woman who's complaining uh, that Elon Musk... We should do that. But then you'll hear... How dare you? Elon Musk has made me embarrassed to drive my Tesla now. Uh, When Anne-Marie Squeo received her fiery red Tesla sports utility vehicle in 2020... The 55-year-old marketing and communications professional felt like she had joined a special club of people who were doing something to help the environment while still driving with style. She thought she was special. But now, because of Elon Musk, uh, she's just embarrassed. Oh, my heart breaks for her. Let me go to the phones. JB is on the line. Good morning, JB. How are you?
3: Good, are you? I am well, thank you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious if there's ever an end to the discussion with in regards to the cobalt. I mean, I wonder if the people that's that's crying about it, you know, if they have a nice diamond ring on their finger or if they're wearing any gold or precious metals, because all those came from mines that was very low salary. You know, and when they climb in their pretty little car, like you said, you know, what about the petroleum it took to make the tires and the, the oil it took to lube the machines that made the axles or made made anything. I mean, the most they can do, and you even mentioned ride their bike. Well, it took petroleum to make that bike. Yeah, That's true. <laughs> you know, and if they walk across the dirt path, you know, now they're stomping grass that that creates CO2 or the oxygen for our, for our air. So you know, and it's, it's never-ending. So,
0: Well, actually, JB, there is a solution. <laughs> There's a solution. You probably didn't see this coming, but you're the problem. If we could just get rid of you and a couple of billion more people like you, the world (laughs) would
3: be perfect. It would
0: be. Yeah, for cockroaches to enjoy.
3: Well, it's kind of like, what was it? Who was it? Albert Einstein had the famous quote, I don't know what weapons we'll have at World War III, but I know we'll have sticks and stones for World War IV.
0: (laughs) Okay. JB, thank you. Glad to have you on the Kerry Nolan Show. Yeah, let's, you know, we could all just disappear because we're such a plague on the earth, and then it will be perfect for cockroaches and wild boar. What's the point of saving it for nobody? Uh, Gene, good morning.
2: How are you? Good. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, uh, just listening to you here, and, you know, it it made me think, uh, this isn't really just... Uh... a car problem anywhere that you look with the high tech things that we have today uh, we see what I would call slave labor in fact I was glad Ricky Gervais at the I think it was the Oscars or something he called out Tim Cook who was saying Apple CEO Apple had this TV series about doing the right thing in life but then they've got their sweatshops where they make their phones and when you take a group of people like these people over there in this cobalt mine this is nothing different than slavery, modern day slavery, because they have no choice and they're paying them just enough to barely survive. They will never get ahead, they will never get health care. they will never have any of the pleasures in life that people over here have all the time. And you know, we're, we're so worried about paying reparations to people that have had nothing to do with slavery But yet we're comfortable as a society over here allowing people to make our products that are living in abject poverty. And if people really cared about what they say they did, I think there would be a big change in the focus of what what they're thinking about. At least you would hope.
0: All right, Gene, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I'm up against the clock. Got to take a quick break. Coming right back. Chuck Todd in the news and more on The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. 25 minutes after 11 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Gary, Gary, Gary writes, Mark, referring to the uh, difficulty in uh, generating any, you know, battery, creating batteries without cobalt uh, or using any oil. Uh, I said that maybe that people should have to, you know, get little pedal powered generators and sit in their living rooms and crank out the electricity they need. Gary Gary Gary, he says if everyone peddled their generator and quit eating meat, just think how much our health would improve. We would then save medical costs too. See there's there's a silver lining there. Oh, on a really, really hot day, uh, how many of the family members would have to you'd have to have kids so that they, you could have more people peddling? You'd increase the population. Because, you know, like two, two or three people wouldn't be able to generate enough electricity to keep the air conditioner going. It gets hot in the summer. And you know that global warming problem. Anyway. All right. Uh, we got to move on because there is so much more. Uh, listen to what uh, this exchange between Chuck Todd and Jim Jordan. And tell me if Chuck Todd has, has a point. I, I want you to pay attention to this exchange and then call me up and tell me Chuck Todd is wrong, Chuck Todd is right, and here's why. This is uh, with Jim Jordan, Oh, wait a minute, uh, on, on Donald Trump.
4: The amount of time, there was nine months between the initial action that the archives made for a request of documents before they even turned it over to the Justice Department, the subpoena was issued. 60 days before they actually uh, executed the subpoena. And more importantly, the only time the public found out about it is because Donald Trump told the public about it. This was not some sort of, the you paint it as a picture of the FBI did this, this, and this within hours of each other. When it was actually a year and a half of Donald Trump not complying with any of the requests from National Archives. A year and a half. This is not some sort of. Uh, proof that but, somehow that they've Trump, weaponized and Trump, playing politics over here. They raided, they raided Trump's home. They haven't raided Biden's home. Because they, Biden didn't defy a subpoena, Congressman. He <laughs> defied a subpoena. By the way, he had 60 days to comply with the subpoena before they actually executed. President the Trump form. had documents locked in a room with Secret Service protecting them. Uh, president Biden had documents in his garage and in a think tank that was funded by the Chinese. I think there's a difference. President Trump was the only guy who was actually are, president... Are, the, me, you talk um, the, you're talk about you worried about the Chinese and, and, and Hunter No, Biden. I'm just saying, Are I think Are you there's worried a difference. about the Chinese and Donald Trump? They took Trump? pictures. They took pictures of... Are you at all worried about that? No, about, I, I'm not. But they took pictures of, of the documents at Trump's house. They took no pictures of documents. In fact, it's not just me who would like to know what went on here. Senator Warner said it last I, week. He would like to get a briefing. He wants to see the documents. No, no, and guess the what? The FBI the issue, is saying, no, but they took pictures the the issue the is the folders not whether, in Trump's home. The issue is not whether Joe Bi- what Joe Biden did. No, the issue, is, the issue, issue equal is equal treatment it, under the law. That's the issue. No, the Equals, issue is treatment under the law. You do not seem to ever see the same conspiratorial problems when it's a Republican.
0: So, does he have a point? Does he have a point? 874 9390 800, 9, 5, 5, That was a lively discussion. And it is both sides of the coin. Both sides getting to make their case. I wonder myself, you know, why do we not have photographs of the Biden uh, folders? or Where are those manila folders labeled top secret scattered around on the floor? Because that's what they did at Donald Trump's house. When they went down to Mar-a-Lago, they put them out on the ground like that to take the picture, which the media got. They didn't do that with, with anybody else. So that doesn't seem fair. Uh, yeah, Trump... He, he suggests that that Trump made it public that they they raided Mar-a-Lago, but there are photographs of SUVs and you know armed FBI agents with AR-15s, the much vaunted and hated weapon of war, um, standing and you know blocking the driveway in in front of Mar-a-Lago. Apparently, it was more than just Trump letting the word out. Does any of that make a difference does it make a difference that uh, they've been trying to work this deal out with Donald Trump for a year and a half does it make a difference that joe biden you know didn't have a you know a a, a back and forth over the documents here they are go go do what you need to do does any of that make a difference 800-529- Five five seven two, or go to GaryNolan.com because that's the argument from the left. They're saying, "Hey, look, uh, the FBI had been trying, the, they had been trying to get these documents back. They'd been uh, working with the Justice Department for a year and a half." Um, does that make a difference? Does it make a difference that they were protected by the Secret Service as opposed to being in the garage? Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 35 minutes after 11 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Just played this audio from uh, an exchange between uh, Jim Jordan and Chuck Todd about the differences uh, going back and forth uh, with uh, Donald Trump and uh, those uh, top secret documents and anybody else. And the real difference here if you hadn't thought about this, was it was the National Archives that was... uh, They were the ones screaming to Trump they want these documents. They were the ones making this big deal about these documents. They weren't going after Joe Biden for his documents... They weren't sending him, you know, sending the Justice Department and the FBI to his place saying, go find these documents. They didn't give a rodent's rectum about his documents. They only cared about Donald Trump's documents. Why is that? Why is that? That's the difference. Uh, I don't know why Jim Jordan doesn't, uh, you know, didn't talk about this in the exchange. But it only happened because the archives went after Trump. They didn't go after George Bush. They didn't go after Bill Clinton. They didn't go after uh, Joe Biden. They weren't saying, hey, you've got documents that we need, and if you don't give them to us, they only went after Donald Trump. I don't know. Uh, that strikes me as being a a, a noteworthy difference between how all of this was handled. And rather cleverly, it gives the Democrats the ability to do what Chuck Todd just did. And that's hide behind, well, they've been trying to get these documents for quite a while. I don't know. The way the media handle it, the way the FBI and the Justice Department handle it, it's not an excuse for what the president did. I don't know if he really declassified. I don't know why he wanted to hold on to those documents. I have no idea if that was right or wrong. Uh, You know, let them investigate. But you can't tell me that it was a level playing field and that they were treated the same. They weren't. They came after Trump. The other ones, well, they didn't come after them. They found them on their own probably because they were afraid it could turn into what it has. Brian sent me a message, not, my, not Brian Hanson, another Brian. Uh, Chuck Todd has uh, had a political hard-on for Trump for years. His interview with Prime Minister Netanyahu about a month ago was disturbing as well. Look, there are so many people in mainstream media that came out of the Democrat uh, political party that were political uh, uh, agents of the Democratic Party, or who are married to uh, and have family that are higher ups, that that it's it's not surprising. Of course he's a progressive. The last time they had a mainstream news uh, uh, or talk show uh, on on television in the major network, was David Brinkley. Remember when he hosted the, uh, I think it was ABC's a Sunday morning talk show. Was a, he was the closest thing to a conservative. And it's funny because if if you really looked at his performance, he wasn't so much a conservative as he was just honest. At least I think so. Uh, it was this week with David Brinkley, so I'm right. That was what it was. 874-9390. Toll-free number is 800-529-5572. So apparently the Supreme Court could strike down uh the student loan forgiveness that Isn't it, I love the way they say forgiveness like like it was divine <laughs> God has forgiven it is the loving god's forgiveness that allows you to not have to pay back the money you borrowed it is possible, writes CNBC, the U.S. Supreme Court will strike down the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness plan, leading to a reversal for the millions of Americans who had been expecting the debt cancellation. President Biden in August announced that he'd forgive at least ten, if not $20,000 for tens of millions of federal student loan borrowers. Within months, however, those nasty Republicans and conservative groups... Brought at least six legal challenges against his plan. The justices have agreed to hear oral arguments over two of those lawsuits at the end of February. What if the Supreme Court rules the president and the promised debt relief never materializes? And Brian, I know you're stunned, but I mean, why would the why would uh, any logical, clear-thinking person? think that you've signed a contract to
1: fulfill a debt obligation. um, Well, I mean, they signed it with the anticipation of knowing that Biden was going to forgive it. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't have signed on to that. Oh. You see? Oh, so it's... That's not their fault. (laughs) Right. I hadn't (laughs) thought of that. Yeah, it's not their fault. I wonder what their argument is going to be. Seriously, how they're going to possibly defend that in front of the supreme court i mean once you borrow money and agree to pay something back to say that a president has the authority to sign on a piece of paper and avoid legislation through the normal process i i can't see how they could say yeah he has that authority otherwise what do we need (laughs) what do we need a house and senate for anyway we'll you know, just go with presidential actions from here on out. The shame of it is that they're
0: actually going to court to argue he has the authority to do it. I know. They're not going to court to say morally this is wrong
1: uh, or that the government shouldn't be involved at all. So basically they're saying that the once you are the president, you have the authority to do anything. Apparently. You you get Good luck with that.
0: Well, aren't we heading in that direction? We are, kind of. Yeah. Who is that girl on Fox News? Holy moly. Um, All right. I just got distracted. We got two big TV monitors uh, in the studio over the... uh, uh, on the wall uh, in front of us. And every once in a while, I'll look up, and uh, there is this blonde, and she is gorgeous. Wow. Gwen, did you hear what Gary just said? Never mind Fox News. (laughs) Forget Fox News. The U.S. Department of Education Undersecretary said in a court filing that if the government is not allowed to provide debt relief, there could be, quote, historically large increase in the amount of federal student loan delinquency and defaults. As a result of the COVID 19 pandemic, haven't they suspended payments since, for like, uh, you
1: know, two years now? Yeah, since the beginning of COVID.
0: So, how is it
1: that this is still going to be a problem? Because the president just recently extended the pandemic. It was just mere, I think, a month ago. But he also said that the economy is hot. Yeah, he says a lot of things, doesn't he? The jobs are really strong
0: and the (laughs) economy is hot. They should be working and paying it back. A large increase in the amount of federal student loan delinquency and defaults as a result of COVID-19. How? Nobody who had a student loan debt paid during that time. How's that a problem? You just resume it now. Under this hot Biden economy, supposedly. Despite student loan borrowers being offered forbearance during previous natural disasters, default rates still skyrocketed when payments resumed. Well, who the hell's fault is that? That's not my fault. I shouldn't have to pay for that. It's been March 2020. That's how long it's been since they've had to make their payments. The pandemic-era relief policy... Pausing federal student loan payments has been in effect since March of 2020. And the payments aren't scheduled to resume until after the litigation over the president's plan is resolved. uh, Or the end of August, whichever comes sooner. Well, there shouldn't be a problem. The one-time student loan debt relief program was intended to avoid skyrocketing default rates. (laughs)
1: so i should pay Pretty so much you yeah. should pay what about these companies that you know have given out the loans they're just supposed to eat it no the government's they're government um uh, guaranteed the
0: government'll pay it i e will, you
1: you and pay. me yeah
0: yeah Oh, see now, people are calling up about the blonde on Fox. If yeah. I, if I, well, he about- has
1: an idea uh, as for an excuse that you can offer, Gwen. I'm thinking that why you were admiring her. <laughs> well, Gwen, look, you, you see, the beauty of being married to
0: Gwen is that she recognizes that you know, guys will be guys. We will look. We are visually um, cued, cued, yeah, and. And she'll she'll even tell me that woman's beautiful or that girl is cute or, you know, whatever. So I, I don't I won't have
1: a problem with that. She's understanding. <laughs> so you're one of those guys that actually turns around when a, a blonde walks by you at Bernard's or such. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I have I to be discreet. If think, I'm not, I, dis, if I, I'm not say, dis... I don't think you're going to be doing that.
0: Yeah, if I'm not discreet, I will get a very sharp <laughs> elbow in the ribs. Uh, David, welcome. How are you?
2: I'm all right. I'm a semi-professional excuse consultant. I was going to give you a freebie. Uh, you you weren't watching. It wasn't Fox. You were mistaken. It was that picture frame your your wife framed right there. You you were thought you were looking at the TV.
0: Yeah, you know what? I glanced at my phone, and and her picture
2: is uh, prominent on it. Yes. Now you're getting it. That's yes. a freebie, though. I, I'd have to charge you for any more excuses.
0: You so. you aren't consulting for Democrats uh, that are running
2: for office, <laughs> are you? <laughs> no, no, they've, they've already got it down pat. I, <laughs> I'd never make any money off of <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Thanks,
0: David. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, they got it, they, they've got it down pat. All right, we'll wrap this up. Uh, we're up against the clock. Quick break. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. A tip on voting for the state of Washington. I'll do that in just a couple of minutes. But let me wrap up on this uh, college debt forgiveness plan. Apparently, according to CNBC, that if if the if the president and the Democrats are unsuccessful in getting you to pay the balance of those loans, it would be, and this is a quote, a disastrous blow to black Americans. The country's one point seven trillion dollar student loan crisis has hit black Americans especially hard. The number of people already approved for federal loan forgiveness by state uh, is pretty phenomenal. It's going to cost literally billions and billions of dollars. But black student loan borrowers owe $7,400 more on average at graduation than their white peers. Why would that be, Brian? Why would it be that black college students owe an average of more than $52,000 four years after graduation compared with $28,000 for the average white graduate? Uh, Something to do with white privilege, maybe? I I have no clue. I have no idea why that would be and what that would have to do with anything. But I will tell you this. If they buy a battery-powered car it would be roughly uh, that $52,000 they owe for their college education. And as for the white students, at $28,000 they could almost buy two battery-powered, well, uh, uh, two internal combustion-powered uh, cars at 28000 They could afford a car they could afford to pay their college loan. I, I, I see no reason, and CNBC is trying very very hard, to make the case that you should pay for those college loans. Supreme Court will hear this the end of February. All right, uh, a quick tip for our friends in Washington State. Apparently, the one way they have to validate uh, the, uh, the ballots that are cast in their elections is by checking the signatures. They look at the signature and see if it matches on the ballot. And that's how they know that this was a legitimately filled out ballot signed by the appropriate person. But now they're being sued. Uh, A group of uh, left-leaning people are all suing to get rid of the signature verification. The result of their lawsuit would make election theft virtually effortless, particularly for illegal immigrants and those taking advantage of the homeless. Before the Thanksgiving holiday, Vet Voice Foundation, Washington Bus and El Centro de la Raza quietly filed a lawsuit challenging signature verifications on ballots. They're represented by Perkins Coy. You may recognize that law firm uh, who recognized the Democratic National Committee. Signature verification mandated by Washington law is the only mechanism an election office has to ensure the ballot submitted was completed by the registered voter. But plaintiffs argue the process is arbitrary, prone to errors, and disenfranchises young voters and minority groups. In fact, one plaintiff, one Daisha Britt, apparently struggles to sign her name Though not due to any medical condition outlined in the lawsuit, her lawyers merely describe her as a black, Native American, and white local who has a self-described complicated signature. Uh, They don't tell you how it's complicated, just it's complicated. It's not apparently complicated to spell. Um, She just chose to make her signature unnecessarily complex or what's going on, we don't know. But I have a solution for them. And I think they should take me up on this. Since you're not allowed to validate or verify that the ballot you're about to count that could determine the direction of the country or the state is real, maybe what you should do instead is have them bring their ballot to the polling place or just go to the polling place with a valid ID and cast your vote. Then now you got your way. You don't have to worry about the signatures. Yeah, uh, uh, Brian, you think they'll take me up
1: on this? Because it's—I uh, I don't it's think so. Uh-uh. But
0: it's foolproof. It works. Uh huh. You, you show up with an <laughs> and, and it eliminates their signature worry. In case there are more Daisha Brits out there who. Have complicated signatures just eliminates it. she just shows up and votes. <laughs> I know it's a it's a novel idea yeah yeah we've we've only been doing it for a couple of hundred years in this country. It'd never work, but it it wouldn't work anymore yeah it it's so such a bad idea. I almost feel guilty about bringing it up. <laughs> God what a bunch of morons. You people on the left, you think you're so much smarter than everybody else, and in reality, you're just the opposite. Just the opposite. All right, uh, coming up, uh, we got uh, Glenn Beck. He's kind of waiting right behind me. Sean Hannity is going to be with us. Uh, And then uh, the afternoon talk show, which I think uh, trumps all afternoon talk shows, except for the producer. And then tomorrow morning, it's uh, Brandon Rath. So... Stay tuned. We love to have you with us. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.